Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. Hi, doing this is Rickson Said with MTMV Sports, and I am sitting here with Tico Johnson. Uh, we are at Georgia Gwinnett College, and he is um, he is the organizer of the leader, the head coach of our, our basketball team here um, on campus. And I just want to talk to you today. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Um, so. Georgia Gwinnett College is a is a smaller college, and we don't actually have we don't have a, a basketball team that's kind of registered with um, the NCAA or anything like that. Um, we're not even with one of the smaller um, ones like the NC AAA, right? Correct. Or the NCCAA, right? Which is like some a Christian basketball association. Yes. Um, so we're not with any of those, but we are part of something, an organization. Can you talk to us about um, what the organization is and, and basically how that comes to be in a school like this? Um, yeah, what mainly what we do is we're, we're a club organization, so I have a, a lot of freedom in how I do my scheduling, what type of clubs or, or teams I play. Um, normally, we're associated with, with NURSA, which provides us the platform to have uh, regional tournaments across the southeast, actually across the United States. Um, actually, my guys are trying to go to a tournament in California this season. Um, the way this came about is I got together um, with a student about 10 years ago, and he and I noticed the, the, the lack of an official program here at George Gwinnett. So we wanted to start an uh, organization or a club, per se, for the gentlemen and the young ladies that wanted to play basketball and have an opportunity to play intercollegiately without being a part of the NCAA or the NAIA or things like that, what our normal sports teams are. Awesome. So how did y'all do last season? Um, last season we were about um, 19 and 10. We are down a little bit previous three seasons we won 25 plus games awesome what what is the recruiting efforts like in your position it's kind of interesting it's a little bit different um a lot of my talent comes through word of mouth or just the success of the program over over the seasons and of course Gwinnett County is a, a generally good athletic hotbed for any type of sports particularly basketball so if you have some guys that you know may have you know not taken academics as seriously in school and can't get into a larger program or they didn't get recruited they can come to George Gwinnett which is a good school get a good education and while they're here they can come and play in my organization and it doesn't affect any of their eligibility when they move forward. Do you ever, like, walk around campus? Because, you know, we're both here. So do you ever walk around campus, see a really tall guy, he's super, he looks athletic, he looks like he can possibly do something, and say, hey, have you ever thought about joining um, the basketball club? Yes, I have done that before. I recently did that a couple weeks ago. I was um, walking across campus, and I, I had a meeting in the fitness center, and I just poked my head into the gym, and there was a volleyball class going on. And there was actually a tall guy in the volleyball class, and I talked to the professor, and I approached him and just told him what I had going on here, you know, my needs, um, you know, for this season, if he would be interested in it. You know, the guy came out, you know, now he wasn't, uh, you know, with this, I'm not always going to get particularly a big man, because if they're an elite big man or if they're pretty decent, they're already going to other bigger opportunities. Okay. But at the same time, that gives me an opportunity to – build something or assist someone and make someone better. For me, it's um, it's not always about having the best talent and producing wins. A lot of times for me, it's about the joy that I get in seeing someone grow and being proud of some, themselves from where they came in to where they are athletically when they leave um, the program. Now, in this program, it seems to be a lot of growth. A lot of, um, a lot of growth and development has to happen with your players. How do you go about growing a player or developing a player to make him the, to get the most out of him 
my techniques are a little bit unusual in, in the aspects of I relate my teachings to what they're experiencing in their real life. Okay. You know, I'm not that much older than my guys, so a lot of things that they're currently going through right now is still fresh enough within me to be able to relate to them. So a lot of times I tie things into, you know, I tell them as far as with your academics. You know that you have a test coming up. I tie a test similar to a game. Your teachers have, you know, worksheets, they have study halls, they have homework, prepping you for those tests weeks in advance before that big day. Same thing with what we have here. We have conditioning, we have play sets, we have defense, we have film sessions in preparation for the games coming up. So generally that's how I operate with teaching the guys about the game of basketball. A lot of people ask me all the time, like, you guys do pretty well in win. Winning is, is very important to me. But making them into responsible young men after they leave me, that's that's actually more important to me than, than, than the actual wins. So if you could tell us, what, is, what has been your most successful story? Like a, a player or athlete that you basically had a chance to see come in from like, I don't know about this kid, to, you know, at the end of the day, you, you found like great success. Or he found great success. Um, a few years ago, I had a kid come in. Um, his cousin played for me. And the, the guy was going through some things. He had had an arrest situation where he had to go to jail for a little time. And he was getting out. He really was trying to find himself. So his cousin talked to me about bringing him here. He got accepted to the school. I talked to him about a few things about the basketball program. He was a good athlete, but he was rough around the edges because of things he had been through. So I had to, in essence, I pushed him and I had to break him down, you know, kind of smooth out those rough edges. And What's that breakdown process like? The breakdown process is he came in extremely hardened. So in essence, I had to show him that I was – a lot of times I talk to my guys about a pack. There's only one leader of a pack. This basketball team is a pack, and I'm the only leader. And going back to the real-life um, comparisons, I tell them, some of you live with your parents. You may not always like your parents' rules, but you live in their home. So as long as you live in their home, you got to abide by their rules. This is my house. When you come in this gym, this is my house. You have to buy by my rules no matter what they are. You know, so I broke him down on that level. He, of course, we had some rough days. We had some rough patches. But the success story comes out. At the end, he played for me for two years. Over that time, he grew. He told me that I, I made him one of the, the, be the best defensive players that he had been in his career playing basketball. He went on to sign a contract and play in the ABA, um, which means he got paid to play basketball. Um, he played for a couple um, teams here in Atlanta. I know he played for some in Florida. And over time, he and I have still kept in touch over the last six years. You know, now he refers to me as his big brother and his mentor. And, you know, we'll get together every now and then. If he's in town, we'll get dinner. And I'll check on him, make sure he's still on the right path, making sure he's doing, doing things the right way. Another small success story is I had a, a guy who, who was very good at basketball, and he knew it. So a lot of times he preferred to cut corners and just rely on his talent and not work work as hard to make himself even better. So he and I butted heads. And to send a message to the rest of the team that no matter how good you are, no one is above the overall team goal, I had to remove him from the team. So you cut him? I had to cut him from the team. Oh. You know, and, and he had a few things to say, you know, but over time he realized what was going on. His friends were going on these trips, playing tournaments. We played a couple games in the uh, NBA arena in Atlanta, which is uh, what at the time was Phillips Arena. It's now State Farm Arena, I believe. And he would come around. I could see him in the gym from time to time. I could tell it was really bothering him. 
he would come to me and ask, you know, about playing on the team again. And I told him that he wasn't ready. And he, he thought I meant he wasn't ready physically, but he wasn't ready mentally because he didn't understand why he got removed from the team. So over the course of a year, you know, he and I talked. There was a time that we didn't speak, but I took a step back because I understood that the young man needed time to understand really what was going on. Uh, as recently as about uh, a month ago, I reached back out to him and we had a conversation. He came to me and he explained what he did wrong and it, it measured with what I, lesson I wanted him to learn. So I gave him another opportunity and he's currently on this year's team. So I'm looking for big things from him. Awesome. And tell me about um, those trips. Because, I mean, if, if anybody knows, I know, right? I'm always trying to get the bus for some reason or another. It's always gone. It's always rented out, right? You guys are always leaving. Um, what type of trips do you guys go on? And I know they're mostly basketball trips, but where have you gone so far? Um, generally, I play a 30-game schedule, so we'll have single-game trips. We'll go to uh, places like Oxford or we'll go to um, small towns in Tennessee to play games. But when we go on our weekend trips, we'll go to places like We've been to Gainesville, Florida, the University of Florida, playing weekend tournaments. Um, we've gone to the University of Miami playing weekend tournaments. Uh, we've gone to the University of Houston. We've actually gone to Ohio State to play in the Nursa National Tournament. So I try my best to get as many trips for my guys approved to face a different type of competition in the city. I mean, in the city in, in, the, uh, in the U.S. It gives them opportunity to play across the country, but at the same time, it gives them an opportunity, in my opinion, to grow. Some of these guys haven't been out of the state of Georgia. Mm. So they get an opportunity to go to a different state. You know, it may be something as small as seeing uh, a farm animal that they had never seen a person in South Georgia. Or it may be going somewhere some of them, you know, hadn't even seen at some a, a large number of uh, snow. We went to a house state of snow one time. And just saying, oh, coach, look at this, look at that. And a funny story is, I'm not sure how familiar you are with Zaxby's restaurants. Yep. When we went to uh, Zaxby's restaurants in South Carolina one time, and one of my guys came back to the table and said, Coach, can you help me? And I said, what's wrong? Well, in the restaurants, they have the men's and women's bathrooms separated in roosters and hens. And he didn't know the difference between the two. So I had to explain to him the difference between a rooster and a hen and which bathroom he was supposed to use. So. Uh, I mean, it's all good. It's still college. It's all good. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, we just learning. So, um, tell me about the level of competition. Um, the level of competition varies. Um, uh, sometimes we have teams that we're superior to. Okay. And sometimes we have teams that are, are superior to us. But I tell the guys, no matter what type of team we play, never underestimate anyone. Always give your full effort. Uh, against a team that's better than us, that's taller than us, that offers scholarships when we don't, or a team that is smaller than us, or you know they don't have as many players as we have, you gotta develop the mentality across the board. No matter what you're doing, whether it's a competition in basketball, whether it's competition for a job, whether it's competition for you know uh, some sort of performing event, you always give your best effort and you always do your best. Number one, because you never know who's looking, and you never. I tell them all the time. Some of these people, this is our, their first opportunity to see us play. Mm. So you don't want to leave a bad impression, oh, those guys aren't organized or those guys aren't good. You always want to put your best effort for it no matter what you do. Now, I look at some schools, and in some places you'll have heavy amounts of support 
for you know their basketball teams, but even some schools with NCAA basketball teams, there's not a heavy amount of support, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what is the vibe for here, for your team sports, um, and for your games? How often do you feel like you're supported here, not by um, you know not by the money here, but by the people being at the stadium and in attendance? Um, in the student body, there's a lot of support. There's uh, you know, you know all the guys, you know, all the guys love to play basketball. I mean, I grew up playing basketball with us in the park or in the driveway. You get four or five guys together, you can play a game of basketball. So there's always a big interest in the sport. You know, when we go to Phillips Arena in Atlanta, we always have a, a good crowd coming out to support us. We have a rival um, against Emory Oxford that's probably about 30 minutes from campus. A lot of times we go down there and we have excess of 70 students that come with us. You know, they'll caravan with us, behind us, drive their cars, they'll pile in cars and they'll come by and support us. Um, and, and there's been, you know, a lot of support in that aspect. On the flip side, when we travel on the weekends, because we travel so far away from campus, um, there's not a lot of student support because, you know, sometimes it's, it's 100 miles or more. So in that aspect, then that gives me an opportunity to increase the family atmosphere within the team and let them know we don't have any support here at the game. It's only just us. Mm. So we have to support ourselves. So I use both of those examples to help build the team from the inside out. All right. So we're right at the cusp of this season. It was coming up soon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is your outlook for this season? Um, who are the stars that, for instance, I'm headed to a game. Who are some of the stars I should be looking out for? Um, what's going to? What do you think will happen this year? Well, for me, my outlook is to uh, build off of last year's success, get back to 20-plus win season, um, you know, always be competitive in each and every game, and just give the guys an opportunity to a platform, let's say, to get an opportunity to move on to bigger and better basketball if that's what they would like to do. Um, You know, team goals would be potentially winning a couple tournaments, as with everything, it's always a goal to win a national championship at the end of the season. Um, so we'll just see how that goes. That's a long ways off, and I don't like to, to look that far in the future. Okay. So we'll start out with our upcoming tournament at Vadasa State, October 12th through 14th. Um, I'm looking for the team to jail because I have about seven freshmen. Okay. Give them an opportunity to get their feet wet and, you know, just move on onward and upward in the season. Now, on this team, correct me if I'm wrong, Professors and staff and other people can play, right? No, this is just a student student team. Now there may be there is a couple of tournaments where they allow staff to play. Okay, um, but just because of are you saying no because I'm asking? Are you saying no? no. <laughs> I've had others ask me as well, but it's it's all based off of the practice schedule that I have. Okay, you know uh, a lot of people you know, they come to do the eight to five. They have you know family obligations outside of work and they can't make the practices and things like that. And even with my players, I'm just a believer of. Everybody can't make every single practice, but on the flip side, you got to understand that the people who are there the majority of the time have legitimate excuses are going to be the one that get the, the, the opportunities to play the majority of the minutes. So Amen. in essence, it's not really teaching them a good lesson if they're in practice every day, they're doing all the running, they're getting yelled at for making mistakes, you know, they're getting encouraged for doing good things, and then somebody else come in and I just allow them to play. And they, quote, unquote, haven't paid the price that some of the others have paid. Mm. So, yeah. mm, awesome. So who are those people, who are those players? That when I come to the game, I'm like, okay, I, I should notice number two or number five, or who should I be noticing this season? I have a, a, 
a number of good guys. Um, one of my guys, he's been with me for four years. You know, he's uh, he's my president. You know, I depend on him for a lot of things on and off the court. Okay. Centered around leadership and just organization. And that would probably be Travis Frazier. Okay. You know, I have another uh, young man who's very, you know, he's very athletically gifted. You know, and, and sometimes he likes to lean on that athleticism a little bit more than I like, but he is a, a valued member of the team, and that's uh, Nico Tolbert. And I also have a, a very good um, shooter who actually has grown over time to become much more than just a shooter. He's also a leader on the team now, and that's Isaiah Daughtry. So I would say those three. But at the end of the day, I look at all my guys as stars. It's just everybody has a certain role that they have to fit within the team. That's good, to- that's good coach talk, man. I like that. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Um, at the end of the day, man, I'm, I'm excited about the season, this upcoming season. What I'm looking forward to is to come to a game. I want to see it for myself, yeah. right? And then we kind of report from there and then possibly interview, you know, some of the players there, at least get their take on what happened during the game. Um, you say your first um, game is against Valdosta? Yes, um, and then after that we have a couple of games closer to home. As a matter of fact, uh, depends on your schedule, I'll have you be our special guest at our game out of Emory-Oxford, which is on – I believe November 9th is our first game. But I will get a schedule out to you, and you can see if you can come to one of those games. It's usually pretty high intensity. It's a pretty close game. I, I respect those coaches over there, and we always have a good time. And that is awesome. Um, yo, thank you so much for being here thank with you. us. This is a really, really good um, information session. And and it kind of lets us know, kind of, you know, outside of the NCAA, what is happening in basketball. There's a ton of uh, club organizations. Like, for instance, yeah. I knew Emory had a team because every time I'm there, right, there's always a team practicing downstairs. Yes. I didn't know what their role was and kind of where they were playing, mm-hmm. right? But this is really good information to know. So I'm excited about the season. And hopefully um, you also, also can support. Um, GGC. If you want to look us up on Twitter, so GGC's um, information on Twitter is at GGC, right? Yes, it is. I, I don't normally have a lot of things up on online about the club basketball program. So if they have any questions about the club basketball program, they can just reach out to me at tjohnson at ggc.edu. All right, awesome. All right, y'all. This is Rick Sincere with Trackstar Sports signing out. God bless. Hey, everybody. It's your boy, Damo. For all of you who listen to The Outsider's Edge and you own an Android device, do me a favor. Go over to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app now. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android devices. You can search for the podcast you want to listen to, select them as your favorites, and have them just a click away. So make sure you set Trackstar Sports as a favorite so you can listen to the newest episodes of The Outsider's Edge each and every Thursday. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic, and it's available now for your Android device. Go get it.